if we are able to create our base energy, which is sexual energy in this particular case, and we are able to channelize it to higher levels, then it creates geniuses and people of very fine intellect. Also, there is the, the question, if you do it with brute force, it shouldn't be done. That's what uh, Swami Vivekananda said. Or is that what you're saying? Okay, so it's, it's not possible with brute force. <clears throat> Even though I've read the works of Swami Vivekananda, but I thought maybe I missed out on this one. And if you go down the route of pranayama or khetri mudra, then it's not, it's, it seems unattainable. Sex is also a form of energy. And it's compelling form of energy. So if your energy is invested elsewhere, you are you don't have the time to think about your sexual thoughts. They don't bother you as much. Trouble is when you have free time. You know, what do you do then? Where does your mind go then? If you have something beautiful to fill in your free time, then lustful thoughts will not bother you. And one way to gain control on such thoughts is to stop thinking them as bad thoughts. Because the trouble with that thought processes. If you think a lustful thought is a bad thought or a sexual thought is a bad thought, the trouble is you're, you will feel guilty for having those thoughts. And if you feel guilty for having those thoughts, it will weaken your consciousness. You will not have the, uh, the energy or the strength, mental strength, to do something about it. You've got to be stronger than the thought that has emerged on the canvas of your mind that I can take control of this thought. So whether it's a sexual thought or any other thought, if it is intruding in your mental space without your permission, it's a thought worth looking into. It's a thought you have no control over. It's a vikara. It's, if I may use that word, it's a bad thought, no matter how good it may seem. Even if, if it could be about coming to the ashram. You're trying to get some work done, but the thought of coming to the ashram is constantly bothering you. Then we have an issue. Because any thought that distracts you from where you want to be or what you're doing in the present moment, is a thought worth harnessing. And such is the anatomy of, uh, of any thought. So when you have any sexual thoughts, I just want to set the record straight. Do, you can do pranayama, you can do any mudra, you can do any kriya. That does not mean you will, you will rise above your sexual thought. 
If you eat sattvic food, you will be better off. Another thing that I've noticed, <clears throat> some people are more sexual than others. Some people have greater libido. They are just genetically <clears throat> built that way. Now, if somebody's, it's somebody's natural disposition, we can't really blame that person for it. And if you really think about it, what's the big deal? You know, uh, what's the big deal? If you, you are not hurting anybody, you're not injuring anybody, you're not killing anybody, you're not harming anybody, why have we placed such an extraordinary importance on, on something that is so natural to our species? And all the other species as well. Why has it, how has it come out to be such a big deal? So big that we equate anybody's spiritual attainment with just this. When we talk about anybody's character, that person can be the biggest liar on the planet. We'll still say he's okay. That person could be bringing home a bribe every day. We'll say, but he goes to temple goes to the temple, and then if you find out that uh, he or she is uh, venturing out of their marriage, for example, will say, oh, this is a characterless person. What a narrow-minded view of what makes somebody's character. Everything to us, we are such, a, such hypocrites. Everything to us is acceptable, except the notion of a sexual adventure. The moment anybody engages in that, we say, here is a characterless uh, woman or a man. Who are we to place that label? Who has given you the right to judge it, to judge the other person? So the least you can do is be kind to yourself and not judge yourself. You were not born with these feelings. In the sense you didn't choose it, that's what I mean to say. You were born with it. So if this is part of your emotional, mental, psychological, physiological, biological, and physical and psychical makeup, so be it. Why battle with it? So if you accept yourself, you'll be amazed how rapidly you will grow spiritually and uh, that's my view on the matter what is ingrained in you there is absolutely no need to battle with it and there is no need to justify yourself to anybody somebody says you're not spiritual at all say thank you very much i have been trying very hard to not be spiritual looks like it's working <laughs> and then they will tell you no of course there are some things spiritual about you All those myths out there that um, I, I remember, you know, hearing this, that from nine drops of blood or seven drops of blood becomes one drop of semen. And you hear 
these myths when you grow up and and you think oh my god all the people who were really superb very fine they somehow preserved their sexual energy and that's why they had this amazing memory and so on well we didn't know what was going on in their personal lives we are very quick to idolize and and create a frame and and slot somebody in it but we really don't know so take it easy all right but don't take it too easy okay <laughs> if you see what i mean <laughs>